In the Park Festival is back in Newcastle, and you could be there watching headliner Rag and Bone Man. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Rag and Bone Man on Sunday the 5th of May. He'll be joined by Newcastle-born singer-songwriter and brother to Sam, the hugely talented Liam Fender. To be in with a chance of winning two tickets, just answer the following question. What is the real first name of Rag and Bone Man? Is it Reginald, Rory or Colin? To enter, download the free Durham On Air app for your smartphone or tablet, click on Win, and you could be in Newcastle watching Rag and Bone Man on the 5th of May. Entries close at 11pm on May the 2nd. For full terms and conditions, visit durhamonair.com. In the Loop, a podcast from the heart of Durham. Hello and welcome to In the Loop, the Durham podcast. We're back with episode number 12, middle of November, well, getting into late November. Thoughts turn inevitably to Christmas. I'm your host, Emma Hignett. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, you'll find out all about Durham Christmas Festival, about the Market Hall's student ambassador. Mm, I like that idea. What she's up to and also in the Market Hall, about a new vintage pre-loved shop um, right in the heart of Durham uh, and one worth, it's one of those ones you have to keep going back to. Alice, as always, is off exploring again, so uh, expect lots of gossip. Well, no, lots of gossip, just lots of cake. Um, But before we go any any further, a big thank you to City of Durham Parish Council for supporting and sharing this podcast, which is created in association with Totally Locally Durham, the movement championing the independence that make Durham City different from any other city. So on with In The Loop. We will start with The City Loop and let's get all festive. Let's talk to Colin Wilkes about Durham Christmas Festival. Always look forward to it. Always love the weekend. The first weekend in December, you are going to be there. You are going to be there, aren't you? It's sort of back to full strength this year. The City Loop. So it's less than a month now till Durham Christmas Festival. It's back. I, it was back last year. I'm talking to Colin Wilkes. But this year it is back to full strength, shall we say, post-COVID. Yes, and it's lovely to be to be back to uh, to normal, Emma. It, it's, it's got to be said. Last year was quite a... Uh, quite an undertaking to put the festival on, and but um, working together with partners, we were able to uh, to do that, and uh, and I think we managed okay with that under some fairly trying circumstances. This year, obviously, presents its own different challenges, yeah. but um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm hoping that people will will, despite the um, the problems that there are out there in the world and the cost of living crisis, uh, et cetera, may just be ready for a bit of Christmas cheer. And, and I hope that uh, at Durham from the 2nd to the 4th of December, we'll be able to provide that for them. I think it always does do Christmas really rather well. So it's three days, Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, Sunday the 4th. Um, three days, four markets. That's absolutely right. Yes, so we're back to normal. We've got Craft, craft and Gift Marquee. That's now up to about 150 stalls in there. We've got the food and drink producers, uh, local artisan producers in the Cloisters of Cathedral. So there's about 32 stalls in there. And then we've got about 35 stalls in the outdoor market and the indoor market, both of which are open, again, all three days. So 
we're over about nearly 250 stalls throughout the city centre. So there really is plenty for everyone to see from the shopping perspective. And then on top of that, there'll be plenty of entertainment throughout the city centre. And we're, uh, we're grateful for anybody who's supporting us with, uh, with busking or musical accompaniments just to uh, add to that atmosphere, which Durham City lends itself to so well. It is. I mean, it being such a sort of compact city centre, as soon as you get the caroling going, it really feels feels festive. And of course, the Christmas lights will be on by then. So the end of the day, as dusk falls, you get those lovely sort of views down down Sadler Street with all the lights, etc. Yeah, it'll be lovely. And of course, this year we're able to uh, resume the Children's Lantern procession, which we had to cancel last year. So it'd be great to have that back. And uh, any any child who's interested in taking part on that, please look at the festival's website where you can uh, apply to uh, to buy your lantern in advance. And that will be on the Saturday, leaving the marketplace about 2.30, uh, preceded by the Chesley Street um, Salvation Army Band with some festive music, and we'll march up to uh, to the cathedral where there'll be a short um, St Nicholas um, service in the cathedral for about 20, 25 minutes. So, again, it's it's a nice sort of festive start to the um, to December, I think, the Lambton Parade. I think the thing about Durham is it, it, it yes, it's you know it's a shopper's paradise, but also that family element um, sort of adds another dimension over the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we have worked very hard to make sure it is a family a family event. So we'll have free children's entertainment in their own marquee on Palace Green, and we've got storytelling, we've got sort of fun science experiments, we've got face painting, and hopefully, and we'll have hopefully might have some arts and crafts up there as well, and we'll have some uh, some of the. Um, some other outdoor entertainment that will be walking around a bit of LED fire juggling and, and things wow. like that. So it, it should keep the should keep the kids entertained whilst uh, whilst mum and dad do the do the shopping. So, uh, you know, it's important that we do create this family atmosphere for uh, for everyone. So it's an event for everyone. So how, I'm not sure how many years it is now. We must. It must be about 24, 25 years. Oh, a bit longer. Years. I think I'm, I'm up to about 27, 28, I think. Wow. But, um, yes, it seems to have been going a lifetime, um, <laughs> and it probably has from that very first, uh, very <laughs> first weekend where uh, I remember fondly um, going around the car parks, in the council car parks at 4 o'clock in the morning, Putting black bin bags over the um, over the parking meters because we'd agreed free car parking, only to be stopped by the police. No, oh. <laughs> uh, most most interested as to um, whilst they'd seen many people trying to break into parking <laughs> meters, they'd never actually seen anyone putting a bag over the top of them. So um, some explanations uh, were uh, were hurriedly given, and I was allowed on my way. <laughs> How fantastic! We shall. We should be looking out for our little Christmas festival elf then. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning. Wonderful. So, uh, uh, details. We obviously recommend that people use public transport or yeah, public transport. If and if you, uh, we've, so we've got public transport. We've got park and ride on the usual three uh, park and ride sites. Will be open over the weekend, um, seven till seven uh, Friday and Saturday, nine till six on. The Sunday, we've also got Park and Stride. So if you want to park up and walk down into town from County Hall, that's open on the Saturday and Sunday. 
Uh, and then there's obviously the other car parks and on-street parking available in the city centre as well. So there's a, there's a goodly number of parking spaces uh, available for people to come in, but it is it is likely to be busy. So the uh, usually the quieter days are the Friday and the Sunday. So, um, you know, we look forward to as many people as possible coming in and having a really nice time. You can find Durham Christmas Festival on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. There's a website too, loads of information. Do check that information before you go because then you know what's going on and opening hours and all that kind of things. And all the links are in the show notes. And uh, you can, up to a few days before the festival, get discounted entry for the craft and gift marquee um, so long as you buy in advance online. Links? in the show notes. Uh, before we carry on, we'd love to know what you think and what you'd like to hear about and who you'd like to hear us talking to. Uh, you can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk to get in touch. Please help us spread the word about In The Loop. Tell your friends to listen in. Please give us a like and subscribe to make sure you hear every episode so you know what's going on in Durham. Uh, wherever you found the link to this podcast, please share it and thank you for that in advance. Um, right, okay. Now on to the independent loop. You know we always like to find an independent business in the city, new ones, established ones, old favourites. Um, this time, a relatively new trader in the market hall, one who brings year. I mean, she probably she. I mean, new in that she's new to the market hall, um, new to the heart of Durham. But boy, she is not new to this business. Brings years of passion for what she does to a new spot in the heart of the city a new independent on our radar. So let me introduce our guest, The Independent Loop. Right, I'm talking to Becky Ashby about Quirkshop UK, which is, I would still, I still think of you as a new stall in the market hall. Six months, exactly. Is it really? Yeah. Gosh, doesn't six months fly? It has absolutely flown. So? A very pleasurable six months. Well, yeah. that's good to know. So tell us about Quirkshop, because I, th- I generally get a feel that there is a real move towards what you do. I mean, you've probably been doing it for years, yeah. but I feel it's really sort of a bit hip. <laughs> it is a bit hip. There's definitely been a movement away from what I would call fast fashion. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you can see that in the big retailers who are moving off the high street and concentrating online. And they're being replaced, hopefully, by independent retailers who are thinking about the environment, thinking about reusing clothes, um, and the ethical side of clothing production and that's really what workshops all about it's finding beautiful items whether they're vintage whether they're designer whether they're brand new with tags on um, and selling them at prices that people can actually afford and beautiful pieces that people want to keep for years rather than just wearing once and then binning um, which is completely the opposite of what we're trying to achieve so I have a feeling you have been in this area for years. Have you? Um, I've been collecting vintage clothes for 30 years. I was going to do this 20 years ago um, in London. Um, and instead of opening the shop that I was going to open, I moved back up to Durham where I grew up. And um, amongst other things, traded online for 15 years on the eBay platform, which was very good decades ago. Ah. isn't so good anymore because there are other platforms that people are using as well and eBay hasn't really um, evolved in my opinion evolved yes in a competitive manner 
see okay. it's, it's changed it's changed what it's doing it's delivering for larger retailers who are sending selling end of season lines rather than individual sellers selling quirky items and that is very much what you know it's it's the kind of shop where you don't fly in and fly out i do <laughs> and I know I have that I've got I need something urgently help yeah. um, but it's come and look it's come and look and it's supposed to be an experience it's very enjoyable for people so hopefully I'm catering for all ages all purse sizes all style types um, and it's not and just can, women oh no it's men, men's as well and I do have some children's clothes but you know space is a premium so yeah um, this is so where it, it should can, be a video and not yeah. audio because nobody, you know, it's like if I if I give you a description, we're standing by the shoes right now standing to record. Standing by some shoes, yes, and some lots of lovely knitwear, including lots of ca- uh, cashmere jumpers. But people can view what it looks like online. Yeah, either on Facebook or Instagram or on the markets page. And then behind me is sort of I don't know, it's about five meters of just every colour under the sun. But you've got different periods, you've got, you've got underwear, you've yeah. got dresses, you've got dressing up dresses, you've got bags. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I think it's ask the question when you come in, isn't it? And say, I'm looking for... Yes, I mean, I do know most of the items that I have and the sizes that they're in and the kind of budget, if people are looking for a particular budget. Um, but... I, I like people to come in and have a proper browse round and really appreciate the clothes that are here. But equally, I've done a lot of styling in the past and somebody says to me, I need this colour, this shape, um, or what do you think my shape is? Mm. And I can do that very quickly for them as well. Mm. So it can be a brief experience or as long an experience as somebody wants. kind of place you keep coming back to? There's, I've built up a lot of regular customers already, yes. So you're right in the depth... Well, it's not the, you're in the heart of the market heart, hall. Heart of the market, yes. So I don't know. I don't know the stall number. I should know the stall number. Forty-one and forty-two. Okay, um, and you're open Monday to Saturday, obviously. Ten and, till four. Although. And then all Sundays through December up to Christmas as well, yes, I believe. Absolutely. Excellent. So you know, we're all hoping, I think, in Durham that Christmas season is a real highlight for retailers this year. Do you have any special plans? Um, well, I'm increasing the evening wear offer, the knitwear offer, and the coat offer reducing down obviously the summer clothes although I do still have them back up if somebody needs summer clothes if they're off on holiday lucky them <laughs> um, but yes I'll, I'll be here as much as I can be you must have and a... if somebody needs to come in earlier because they're working I'm quite happy to meet them in the in the market it does we do have access a lot earlier than 10 o'clock I am um, I imagine you have a massive storage space don't you that you're moving stuff to and from um, oh it's my imagine is, <laughs> it, your, is it your back your, your house? No, no, no. I, do, I do have, yeah, I do have storage facilities. Yeah, because if you're going to be moving stock like that... Yeah, yeah, I have to. I mean, at the end of the day, retailing is all about being commercial and having the stock that the majority of people will be looking for. I would love to have a shop three times the size. I could fill a shop three times the size, and then the clothes would look a lot better than they do at the moment. So we've got a lot of high uh, side-hanging stock. Um, but, yes, yes plans for the future <laughs> excellent we like plans for the future but, we like I mean, ambition there is a lot of stock in this shop there is for, for the space of the shop there's two stores together but for the space there is there's a lot of stock if that doesn't get you in to have a browse what will <laughs> and you. my charming smile and your charming smile and your, I, I think the service thing 
it's yeah, a big it thing. Is, it is, absolutely, yes. We have a fitting room and um, we have a large mirror so people can try on at their leisure. I also give refunds. I'm very flexible. I have different rates of discount. At the end of the day, if somebody walks out of my shop with an item that they love that they're going to wear and it's stocked an item ending up in landfill, then I'm very happy to sell it at whatever Brilliant. price, literally. Links for Quirkshop UK, as always, in the show notes. And Becky is quite active on social media. Uh, to the extent, right, here's a, here's a, a bit of a hint. Um, I have seen her post about an item available in the shop. The one that springs to mind was a Stella McCartney dress. Um, and I did sort of go, oh my God, can I get there today? Because if I don't get there today, if I don't get there this morning, it will have gone. So if clothes are your thing, get my gist. Keep an eye on her social media because you might just see that one thing you so want and you want to get there and get it before anybody else. Yeah? Yeah. On to our student loop next. Uh, for this month, it feels like something slightly different. Durham Markets advertised for and got a student ambassador. Uh, the ambassador now for the Market Hall. So I wanted to know how they found her, how she found them how the relationship works, what they both get out of it. So, here we go. The Student Loop. As you know, when I'm doing the podcast, I always like to get a, a student feel to um, to our podcast because the students are such a big part of, of the city. Admittedly, in the summer, it's quite difficult. But um, it's lovely to have Hester along, Hester Coombe, who is a geology student. Now, I could just talk about geology, and because I imagine that's quite fascinating, studying geology. But, but actually, I found you because you have become the student ambassador for Durham Market Hall. Yes, I did. I started it last year, and I actually saw it on the voluntary newsletter person. And so I was like contacting others, like, what is it about? It sounds really fun. And then I think the key reason why like actually go on board on this position it's just because I think it's a really good idea to connect local community in the market hall with all the students because students is obviously a very big part of the Durham community so I think yeah. it's a really good idea and I resonate that that's why I was on board. So when you saw that volunteering opportunity had did you already know the market hall? I did actually I did because <laughs> Yeah, this is really good because it's quite interesting because a lot of time when I ask my friends about the market hall, some of them actually have never been inside. I'm quite shocked, actually, honestly. But um, yeah, I did because I saw it very early in term and I was like, I'm just going to go in and have a walk. It is actually quite, there are quite a variety of stores in there. And I think a lot of geology students will go in there at the very beginning of term because we have to get a hand lens from the store in there. So I think it shouldn't be a very, it should be quite a familiar place for geology students. They should at least be there once. Yeah, so, they should. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, we have the store, the Rock and Fossil store is actually run by a former geology student from the university I think I'm so, right yeah. I think so it was geology I think it was geology he did yeah so anyway so and then the role so it was a new role the volunteering role as as student ambassador for the market hall is a brand new role 
Um, so it's sort of handed to you and it's like, what can you do with it? So, so what have you done with it? So I think what I did was basically providing a student perspective on what the market hall would be appealing to us and also how we can get more student involved and also be like the connection between uni um, as well or like just different societies or different um, little communities that we have in Durham and connect them, see what resources we have to get them more involved. I think that's mainly what I, at least I try to do. So, so I know in the last week you've 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 been really rather successful. So uh, George, so so you've tied up Palatinate TV, is that right? Student TV. Yes. Yes. With so, the marketing hall. So what have you what have you organised? Yeah. So actually, we're having Power TV with us this weekend, and we're gonna they're gonna come in and film a little tour about um, a market hall. So basically. Um, because Durham is a very, I'll say Durham has a lot of history, especially when the Market Hall is surrounded by the World Heritage Site. So the Market Hall itself actually has a lot of history and story and is really worth knowing about, especially when you're studying here. I think it's really worth it to know more about what happened here and what shaped the city and this Market Hall, of course. So... Um, what we're going to do with Power TV is that we'll have Alice from Market Hall to give them a little tour and to basically let them know all about the Market Hall, all they would like to know, and also the history, what interesting features that we have in Market Hall. And there's actually a lot, so it should be captured in the video that we're doing with Power TV. So. I don't think they'll have enough time. <laughs> that's why i'm suggesting they could do a series <laughs> <laughs> so as a student who knows the market hall very well now um and as a student ambassador if a student comes up say it's a first year fresher they've just arrived and you're going oh my goodness you have to go to the market hall because what would be your top things that you think would get students into the market hall you've already mentioned geology students should be there at the rock and fossil uh, shop but what else do you think students kind of need to know that there is i'll say food because food <laughs> love food very much so i'll say food definitely and um any of the food in particular because uh you know there's a fish stall and a cheese stall um but then there's also uh h h cakery that you know makes amazing cakes or there's cafe cheno or there's a sweet shop or there's there's um the fruit and fruit and veg stall. So is, which of those do you think? I think one that we can get more like often is from bakery because mm. it can be as a snack, it can be the tea time or even like breakfast and also tea and coffee. We obviously need a lot of caffeine. So I, I didn't mention takeaway coffees. Yes, we've got takeaway <laughs> coffees too. Yeah. Okay. Well, right, we've done food. What else? students need i think it's the uh, home stuff is at the rather end of the market there's actually a store that sells everything that you need in your home that is um a little bucket they can wash your clothes in or some racks they can put your dishes on dry it or 
any containers that you might need for food and batteries, basically anything you need in your daily life, you can get it there. And if you are, if your friend's birthday is coming up and you need some present for them, then you can get it from the I forgot. I actually forgot the name, but is the store right next to the home stuff store? So there's、yeah. a lot of、um, little items that you can get. I think you're you're think. Are you thinking of Bare Bottom? Bare Bottom, yes. Yeah, all that. I mean, they've got everything. So many quirky things, and it's like you、yeah. take hours exploring. And you just, if you want a game, a game when you have party or anything, just searching, you can definitely find a game there. So I think. There's actually a lot to discover in the market. I, I like that you've picked what you've picked out of things that you're not going to really find on the high street elsewhere in Durham. No, it's definitely unique in Market Hall. I think what's so special is that the unique,、um, tailored experience, shopping experience that you can get in Market Hall is really different from all the chain store that you can find elsewhere. And I think that's what. Making the market hall so special, I think everybody should know. I love the fact that now. I mean, we're doing this in a video chat, and I'm only going to be, have audio, obviously, in the podcast. But but Hester's face is just smiling <laughs> as you talk about it. Wonderful. I think it's lovely to have a student ambassador for the market hall, and I imagine you know there'll be there'll be other parts of the city kind of go. What student ambassador? <laughs> um. So congratulations. For a job well done so far, and long may it continue. Lovely speaking to you. Thanks, Hester. Lovely speaking to you too. Thank you. So no links to Hester, but I thought I could link to the market hall instead. Yeah, I'll do that.、Uh, I do wonder if other city centre institutions—should we call them businesses, areas—you、um, know, like Prince Bishops or Walkergate or the new Riverside、uh, development on the other side of the river from the Market Hall—I wonder if they're now thinking, "Hang on, we should be doing something similar."、Um, Pal TV will be bombarded, but it's a good thing, isn't it? We always say that tying up town and gown, as it's called, is is every is is to everybody's benefit. Anyway. I'll stop waffling. Nearly at the end. Time to catch up with Alice. Alice explores. Alice explores. So the plan was for Alice explores. You messaged me and you said I've got somewhere for us to go. Yes, I have. And we haven't had time. We haven't had time, but I have gone for a recce out by myself. Fantastic. <laughs> Or is that fantastic? Did I miss out? This is the question. Did I miss you out? You did miss. You you have missed out. Go on, tell、uh, me all about it. Well, well, the office smells very nice. It currently smells of pumpkin katsu curry at the minute. So it was a takeout. That it implies was a ta- it was a takeout. It is. It is kogoro, which is the new Japanese sushi and bento restaurant. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless、um, you. Which I went for lunch today. Um, and I went in and I saw that and I thought, oh, this sounds interesting.、Um, and I got a lovely. It was a. It was a very decent portion as well. I thought,、um, and it was delicious. So reminder, it was a what, 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 what curry? Katsu. A katsu. It was a pumpkin katsu curry. So very, very apt for just after Halloween. Very vegan. <laughs> very healthy. Was it healthy? It, it is in my mind. I don't know how how healthy it actually was. Although it did have all the calories on the board and things, but、um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to say. 
So where is Kokoro? Kokoro? We think it's pronounced Kokoro. We think it's Kokoro. Um, it is just, um, it's just at the top of Silver Street. Um, so you exit the marketplace and it is just after Holland and Barrett. Okay, and is it, I mean, you've got a takeout. Can yes. you sit in? You can sit in, yes. But it's very good if you're on, if you're on the go and you need, and you need to, to go on your way to a meeting or just sort of eat as you go. So I was, I was very impressed. I'll definitely be going back. Excellent. You might have to take me with you. I will take you with me. Anything else going on at the moment that we can quickly oh. slip in on the end of... <laughs> What's not going on, I think, is more to the point. Well, we're now now that Halloween's out of the way, it means that we sort of get get all of the Halloween stuff and put in the Christmas tree. So it's it's all go. So that sounded like you got all the Halloween stuff and put it in the Christmas tree. No, we haven't put it in the Christmas tree. Although that would be quite that would put be quite good. Put in the Christmas tree. <laughs> yes, we put it putting the Christmas tree up instead. Uh, so we're now in the run up to to Christmas, which is slightly terrifying. Um, so we have. The Durham Christmas Festival, which, which I'm going to get Colin to talk about yes. anyway on this podcast, so you don't need to mention that. So we've got that. We have got um, the children's um, lantern procession, mm-hmm. which I'm going to get Colin to talk about Excellent. on this podcast I'm as well. We, we do everything twice. We do do everything twice. Then, because it's um, in the run up to Christmas during December, we also um, are the market's opening hours have changed slightly, so we will be open on a so will be open on some Sundays in December, inside and outside as well. So if people keep an eye out on our social media pages, we'll be posting the the additional markets that we'll be having very Excellent. very soon. And we'll all have earned that glass of champagne <laughs> at nine o'clock on Christmas Day by the time we get there. Yes, I think we'll be fast asleep, I think, probably. <laughs> right, next time we will go explore somewhere. Yes, we will. So that was Kokoro. Kokoro? Kokoro? Somebody tell us. All the links are in the show notes and it is at the top of Silver Street and we love new businesses. Right now, Silver Street, um, I know it's had a a tough year or so, uh, but all the stories say things are about to change. So that will be brilliant. Uh, Thank you to Alice. Thank you to everyone else who's given me their time this month. To Becky from Quirkshop UK, to Colin Wilkes talking about Durham Christmas Festival, to Hester the student ambassador for Durham Market Hall. And thank you to you for tuning in to In The Loop, the Durham podcast with me, Emma Hignett. Uh, The show notes have all the links that I've promised from our guests. um, So you can find them and follow them and keep up with anything you're interested in. Finally, do me that favour. Please spread the word, like and subscribe to our podcast. If you have any ideas what we should be investigating, talking about who we should be talking to, then please get in touch. You can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk. And that's it for now. We'll be back next month before Christmas with another episode of In The Loop, the Durham podcast. Thank you for listening. You're locked in a strange room. Time is against you. You need to get out. And there's only one way to do it. Have you got what it takes to discover the clues, solve the puzzles, and escape before the clock runs out? 
Then step into Escape Rooms Durham and see if you can unravel the mystery of Mr. Borrowdale's study or steal the formula in the lab heist. Escape Rooms Durham is the perfect challenge for families, friends, colleagues and birthdays. Find out more at escapedurham.co.uk Then come and escape from Escape Rooms Durham on Sadler Street in Durham City Centre.